Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were put into conservatorship in 2008 and continued to dominate the mortgage market. Now, your hosts, Dan Podesto and Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. The fact that you're being called upon to help clean up Wall Street's mess... It's an outrage. Broadcasting outrage. live from the KVEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? Talking it's about. time for Mortgage Matters. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters. Those of you sticking around from Motor Miles, don't go anywhere. You can call and ask me about your car, too. <laughs> I know I know less about cars than I do about loans. Hey, call and ask me about your loan. Well, you know, Jason probably knows less about loans than he does about cars. So there we are. Yeah. You know, this is going to be confusing for me on Saturday mornings. Jason, Jason, and Jason. Yeah. Wow. How did I was was thinking about saying that, Jim, you were the meat in a Jason sandwich today. Well, I don't know. But but right now it's like a Jason (laughs) club. Yeah, Yeah, you might be out. The club of Jasons this morning. Yeah, wild. Um, I I have Jason Van Dyke here uh, with me this morning. We got Dan um, just getting a little break. I don't think Dan has any plans. He's just probably... Well, I was going to say, he's probably in his PJs. I saw um, something about Dan in the newspaper this week. No, you didn't. I did not. I did. Yeah, they did that top 20 under 40 thing. Oh, right. And they had the past uh, recipients of it, and Dan's m- name was mentioned in that. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. He got that award. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. That's going to be like, uh, well, it's 2012, so I don't know if Dan still fits into the 20 under 40 thing. He's out, no longer eligible. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. That's he, an archived article now. Yeah. <laughs> we still so love you, you Dan. Yeah, yeah, love just, you. you are over forty now, Dan. If you're out there listening, anyway. <laughs> Which I'm sure he's not. He's hopefully enjoying his family, right? His Guarantee kids. you, he's listening. Oh, oh, well, wait. We should bet on it. Oh. We'll have him send us a text right now if he's listening. How much would you? So, how much are you willing to bet that he's not? Um. We, what, so how are we going to determine this? He has to text in the next five minutes? I'm going to say 60 seconds. Okay. Um, we can put five on it. Five bucks that Dan's listening? Yeah. Let's see. I'll bet you five bucks. All right. I'm going to turn on my thing so we'll see if it dings and we'll okay. see who wins. Take your time, Dan. 60 <laughs> seconds. Take your time. Dan, now I'll split it with you. You're going to be like, Dan, I'll split it with you. I'll split it with you. I'll give you 250 <laughs> to not, to to not, not text, text in. for 61 seconds. Nah, that wouldn't be worth it. That wouldn't be worth it. He does listen, though. I think he likes to listen to see what it sounds like. Uh, and I, I also to make sure that we're, like, on topic. And you know, Dan told me this week, you're off topic so much. Not mm. even in regards to the radio, but just... Just in general in life. <laughs> and it hurt. He's It stung me. You guys are so good at what you do. You were uh, a guest on the Dave Congleton show this uh, this week, right? Yeah, I came in for a, an hour with Dave and Greg Astle and uh and I talk I, shop. Yeah, I got to listen to some of that and three professionals for sure, but one of the things that was highlighted is that you've been doing this particular radio show Mortgage Matters for 11 years now. Yeah, April's 11 years we've been doing Mortgage Matters. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's a long run. 
And you guys are good at what you do. There's no doubt about that. I was talking to one of my friends about um, just doing the radio show and everything that goes into it and what a steep learning curve there is. But you can truly tell, like, the the professionals that have been doing it a long time, um, even the good ones now, you go back 10 years and listen to them before, and you can. there's just a clear difference um, that experience really shows through. Tell me more about how. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? All right, that's good. That's good. That's good. I'm buttering <laughs> up the boss there. Yeah, huh? Is there anything else you want to tell? Well, me it's just the it's the fact that you were on the Dave Coggins show, and um, I really kept enjoyed, up. And I, kept I enjoyed up. I enjoyed the conversation for sure. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good. Radio. Well, fun. you got to figure. I mean, eleven years now of doing mortgage matters and for the most part i think we do you know like i don't know what would you say the average has been i mean you've been around for a lot of it i bet you the average of dan and i probably do 40 between 40 and 45 shows each Mm -hmm. a year yeah because we don't miss many right i mean now that we're getting support from you and support from mike points we're able to like you know, like today, Dan's just getting a day off where it's not because he has a wedding or a funeral. You know what I mean? Did you get a text? Um, I didn't. I, mm. And I think it's been more than 60 seconds. So you it win. Has. I have to figure out what's going on with this dude. Winner, winner. He's uh, taking the day off. Has he should. Either that or he uh, he might be listening and just doesn't have a cell phone. Sometimes after business hours and on the weekends, Dan's good about like having his phone somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So are you. You try to. You have to have that family time. I, uh, like, bit. I'll text you something and then not hear from you for a half an hour. I'm like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's uh, those I times. I live in the now, man. <laughs> Usually those times are reserved for family and or, like, m- transaction emergencies. Like, if something has to get done now, great. We'll We'll peel away from the dinner table to make sure that this PDF gets uploaded or whatever yeah. it is. But then it's uh, it's tough for the the personal stuff to get in there too. I I seem um, I hear you, and yeah, I, it is that's true. I feel like I I struggle with detaching from mine more because you know that like why put off till tomorrow what you can do today. Mm-hmm. Mine is more like uh, I don't have. I'm trying to do it right, Jim, but my mic's saggy and falling over. I didn't um, tighten that one up this morning. Maybe it's my fault. Probably is. Does um, he have to lay on the floor the whole time for this show? Well, pretty much. <laughs> that I sounds can... nice. Yeah. <laughs> what was I telling you? Oh, I'll I'll fix it during the when we take the, break. the if it, it's not as much about why put off till tomorrow what you can get done today is like any of these things that pop up I have to deal with. Right. And and just the more I let accumulate, mm-hmm. just the busier it's going to be. So I think part of me is just willing to just pay the piper. And I'm, I usually have my laptop in my lap late into the night. People are always like, man, I can't believe you're responding to this now. And I'm like, just carving myself out some time for tomorrow to deal with. Monday's headaches. You yeah, know you I mean? have a you have a lot more on your plate than just the the average person that is trying to navigate through this business for sure. Yeah, I was on a tech call this week. Guy said, well, what do you do? Like, tell me about what you do. I'm like, oh, man, what I do. Um, We choose the health care plans. We do the payroll. We do the the email. I administer the IT. We're, you know, just running through the whole thing. Oh, yeah, and and I do loans. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a lot. There's there's a lot. Owning your own business means you wear a lot of hats. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And I'm not complaining because I, I certainly don't want to work for someone else. I'm happy doing what I do, but that's a lot. This is a lot, a lot of responsibility. And in this business, you have to stay connected, not only to the transactions you have, but you've got all of the loan officers that work for you as well. So they've got their questions and concerns oh, yeah. that they're always and problems over to and, and yeah. And you do well, have an open door policy too, which you know I, I know a lot of folks in your position where there's you know talk to your underwriter, talk to your processor. There's a chain of command here, and I, I, from my experience, uh, if there's something that's a little hairy, a little gnarly. You're, you rolled your sleeves up and help out, and that open-door policy requires you to be connected to everybody. Well, and it's funny. I didn't know we were going to talk about this morning. It's obviously a pretty natural thing for us to discuss. One of the things that um, – so Dan and I are evaluating technology for the company right now, right? From So if you apply for a loan with Central Coast Lending, what happens with you from the very beginning to the very end? Mm-hmm. And one of the things we figured out is that there are – there is this push in technology right now on the loan side um, to have a borrower basically be able to self-process. Mm-hmm. And think think this rocket mortgage idea, right, where you apply on your phone or your tablet or your laptop, okay, and you start to get ushered through from screen to screen. And are you, are you okay with us running your credit, yes or no? Um you get, you know, take a picture of your pay stub, upload it, start just go through all this thing. And at the end, um, and you probably not wouldn't see this so much out at the consumer level, but basically it tells you, hey, congratulations, you know, you're approved. Mm-hmm. And these software systems are get all the way to the point where it'll run the automated underwriting engine mm-hmm. and then build you an approval based on the coded findings out of the report. Um then you're seeing pricing options, and you can pick one of the options and essentially lock your loan. They'll go so far as to generate disclosures and submit your loan into underwriting for review. Um, and so this is the thing. is like, well, Central Coast Lending doesn't have that level of technology today. And so we're trying to figure out, well, I want some, I want some more tech, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I don't ever want to lose what is that appeal to why you would work with Central Coast Lending, mm-hmm. which is you're going to have a person, a face, um, a professional. I mean, we brand ourselves the mortgage experts, right? Mm-hmm. We're not we're not just an app that's just having you click next and hope that you're ushering yourself safely along the way. Sure. Um, but at the same time... If you like that app experience, if only for communication and the ease of taking a picture to upload, you know, your driver's license or your pay stub or whatever, nice to have some of that stuff, right? Sure. Um, and it's interesting because I want I want to make sure that we stay relevant and we don't lose any footing whatsoever in the market. And it's clear that a lot of people are doing that like full on self processing thing, right? And I think it's it's kind of a complex thing, but also like think about let's think about another market too. Like let's talk about like Las Vegas. Okay. Like if you live in Las Vegas, um, all the hustle and bustle and the people all around, and um, in Las Vegas, the city that never sleeps. And I know a lot of cities are getting this way. This is why there's no longer like a, a rush hour traffic that happens from seven to eight and five to six, right? Is people are going to work and getting off work all the time and doing all these crazy things. So 
those people, I think, are a little bit more accepting and um, just willing and engaging in that uh, fully self-processed electronic path, right? Um, and here, it's not that we don't appreciate the technology, but the speed of life is such that, well, I have time to, to meet with you, at least talk with you on the phone, if not go in person um, and kind of slug our way through this where I can get value, right? Mm -hmm. um, so anyways, I, I'm thinking about this with our technology and what we're doing and how we, like how we're different. And I'm tying this into what you said about having that open door policy and being available and being those things. As a company, that's sort of what our whole culture is, right? That's how Dan and I are. Mm -hmm. um, we want to solve problems now, offer help now, mm -hmm. be available now. Um, and then accountable and local and all those things, too. Um, that's what makes us pretty different than some of the big online lenders. I was wondering, you know, it's like I was thinking just driving in this morning. I was like, man, are we the bookstore? Hmm. Like, are we the bookstore that just gets becomes irrelevant and folded into the big mess because people stopped buying books and or if they buy them, they buy them online or they buy them digitally. And I thought to myself, probably not. We're probably not because one of the differences in that model is that that guy's books were more expensive, right? Mm -hmm. Those He couldn't keep up with the big box stores. The beauty on our side is that um, all salesmanship aside, and you know this obviously because you've been a loan officer with us for quite a while, um, to work with Central Coast Lending doesn't mean you're getting a higher price. Right. Oftentimes it means you're getting a lower price. And... People have a lot of trouble um, wrapping their head around that. And A, I can appreciate it because there's so much salesmanship, right? All this, people just say whatever it takes. Oh, we're the price leader. Are you, though? Mm -hmm. I don't really know how to evaluate that. Mm -hmm. um, but the bottom line is that, um, you know, as you know, all these companies, they have the bigger they are, the less efficient they become. Mm -hmm. They have waste in their paperclip ordering and they have mid-level management and then manager managers and you know what i mean like it just it just starts to get to some scale and it gets to where it's like it's expensive for them just to originate one loan there's so much dollars of cost over it and the real value of a loan is interest over time right that 30 years worth of interest so they buy these loans from us for less mm -hmm. than they will offer their clients right out of the gate um, because we bear that cost to originate mm -hmm. and we don't have mid-level management, right? Which is partially why I have to wear so many hats. Mm -hmm. It's keeping it, you know, nimble and efficient and uh, on the, the lowest expense part of the equation as possible. So, um, anyhow, well, plus kind of going along with that, Jason, can't you, uh, you've said this before, you, you're more familiar with, uh, the areas you serve, yeah, so but maybe see that, does that help too in that? Yeah, it does, Jim. That falls under the service part of it, though, where can I take you under my arm and guide you a little bit smoother through the process because I understand the intricacies of um, the difference between Oceano and Grover Beach, right? Um, or the appraisal intricacies of being in Los Osos or... Um, you know, the well problems of Paso Robles. There's, there's these things where being local certainly matters. 
and um, you know, understanding the story, you could obviously imagine how um, having an underwriter in Delaware or wherever they are for the huge national bank, they don't know a lot about your market. And if it looks like at all that it's deviating from what they're used to seeing come out of the south side of Chicago, right. then they, they're confused and start hammering you. You know, you start getting weird conditions and maybe you get your loan suspended pending all these explanations. And so, I, yeah, I being local, I think we do. We're able to help smooth a lot of that over. But that falls more on the surface, the service side, right? Well, I think you have to continue to be nimble and make changes and alter sort of how you do business, right? Especially with technology. We talk about that. I mean, how much of our lives are completely different now because of technology? So everything that we do from, like you said, being able to lay in bed and not being able to sleep that night and still get some work done from, you know, laying down on your your ipad or your computer oh it's or your crazy cell phone. yeah um so we start talking about that we start talking about what's the profile of a specific buyer you know how are they getting their information where what communication style are they not only now used to but uh, is more comfortable for them right and so we talk about the millennials um the biggest chunk of the millennials will be turning 29 over the next year they're saying that that's going to be about account for about 45% of the mortgages in 2019. You know what's funny about the millennials, though? I know some of these millennials, mainly on that leading edge of the millennials, so maybe my sampling is not the best in terms of that, that depth, but right. some of these millennials are starting... I know we, we stereotype them about how tech they are, mm-hmm. and they're... Um, some of it sounds to me like the old, all the old people stuff, you know, of like, well, the youth today, you know, they need instant <laughs> gratification and they, they have no patience and they, you know, the, all that stuff, right? Sure. And, and I'm not saying that that's what our current old people are saying, but that's just something that the, the oldest generation has always said. You know, you know, cavemen had a grandpa sitting on a rock saying, man, when I was your age, we didn't have fire. You know what I mean? Sure. We had to, we had to, whatever. Um, but so my experience with some of these millennials is that they're sort of resisting some of this technology too. Hmm. They don't, um, they don't want it to dominate their whole life. And I keep seeing all the marketing firms and mostly it's with the ones that have the products to sell. Oh, you better have this so that you can be relevant to the millennials. And, um, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I think probably the point that you're about to make or the one that I would take us to from here is that you have the whole gamut. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation yesterday with a guy where we printed off 122 pages of the reverse mortgage um, proposal with all the supporting. Sure. Did you, you know, the frequently asked questions and the did you knows and the dispelling the myths and the counseling list and all this. And he, I said, I can email this to you if you want to look at it. And he's like, I said, well, you know, do you email? And he's like, oh, of course. There's nothing like paper in my hand. So I'll come by and grab one. Obviously, reverse mortgage, you're dealing with an older person, right? Yeah, but this guy's like 62 years old. That's not that old, man. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, 
I I wouldn't even say that's old at all. And this dude's like, yeah, I email. And I can only imagine that like 62, most people are still working. And I, I think of a job today you're working where you don't have some kind of tech in your face. Sure. So, you know, and then to the other end of the spectrum, right? Some of these younger people that we do loans with, we they never want to meet. Mm-hmm. They never want to touch paper. They send in you pictures of everything. And, and again, I'm not saying that's wrong. It's just that there are people that they want to do it all differently. And so that's the big place where Dan and I are approaching this from is um, just wanting to have the option yeah. for how, how do you want to work with me? You want to write it down on a bar napkin? I can make that work. Right. You need to go into a high-tech app and run this thing all electronically with all the great tech there. Um, let's be able to offer that, too. And, again, I don't think that we've, like, completely failed at that. We just lag behind a little bit, right? And I think part of it is just, um, you know, a private company in a small town where – the beauty of our company, the reason that we're as successful as we are is because we're real people that want to take you and sort of usher you through a process with an unusually high level of care yeah. in this business anymore, right? I'm going to care about your transaction day in and day out. When you call me, I'm going to do my best to answer. And if I can't, I'll call you back as soon as I can. Sure. You always have me. You you know what I mean? That. And it's not just that I'm I'm your guide in it, but also I'm an expert at this. Like I'm I got you. This is gonna be okay. And that's a man, people have some real different experiences when they go click into some company way out there. Well it's completely different too. I mean I, I, I agree with what you're saying as far as hey, once we we want to be able to communicate in a way that is most convenient for let's say someone buying a house or a borrower, but that that experience to be able to look at the entire scenario and be able to identify where those hurdles are and clear those hurdles early in the process is is so important. I mean, so yeah. important. I can't tell you how many realtors that I've talked to. I said, hey, I know I talked to John and Jane and I tried to send them your way, but they were online and they're dealing with this company down in Florida or whatever. And they get to that, you know, two weeks before closing, and now everyone is scrambling. Mm. Everyone is wondering, why wasn't this done before? Or how come we didn't realize that this document wasn't going to work and you guys were basing your approval on that? And there's so much of that. And guess what that guy in Florida does? He just is like, hmm, well, that's my, my bad. I guess we probably should have covered that. Uh, so, Or, and, and this is the probably the worst part, and I think everybody has experienced this is um, that dude down in Florida because of the way his business works, right? He's visible from Florida. Think about this, you guys. Right. He's spending a ton of money on marketing, and he's catching people with this, the low-hanging fruit here of, oh, I got yep. the best price in town, and this yep. loan stuff's a no-brainer. Yep. Come on. So here they come, right? Are they coming by the tens or the hundreds? And as a law of averages, right, you're probably going to get 40 or 50 of those things just going to sail through. So now you got this dude making four or 500 grand a year, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's spending 200 grand back out on leads but and, and all that advertising. But check him out. He's got all this stuff just jumping in the boat. Mm-hmm. And now here you are, this dude with the problem. Mm-hmm. Dude calling me. This guy's emailing me. This mm-hmm. guy's, he's a hassle. 
And now his realtor's calling me, and they're all demanding performance. Mm-hmm. And, man, how do I, I – this guy from Florida, he's just like, I'm not going to respond to you anymore. I'm done with you. You're bothering me. I have all these other people just sailing right through. There's clearly something wrong with you and your transaction. I just don't have time for it. Mm-hmm. And so you just dismiss you. It's it's basic human psychology more than anything else as well. Yes. So, I mean, and when you get slid to the bottom of the pile because you have a problem, that's not where you want to be. You no. Know? And then what you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to, um, you know, scream louder, call more, sure. dude, help me. I'm, you know, and, and now you're trying to appeal to a guy that's like, you don't fit his business model. This dude buys a bunch of leads. He's visible right. from Florida to your market here. And if the going gets tough, guess what happens? You're falling in a sinkhole and there's nobody there mm-hmm. that the least not there. Right. Hopefully then your realtor saves you by going here, go to central coast lending. Like mm-hmm. I told you in the first place. And mm-hmm. then they call us and say, can you do a loan in two weeks? And we're like, yeah, we can. Mm-hmm. And we save the bacon and, you know, rinse and repeat. That's a big part of yeah. what we do. And that's, I want to do uh we have to do a commercial break. Okay. We talked past the spot here, but, um, these are our paying sponsors. So we owe them a spot. And, uh, these guys are sponsors of the show. They, these are businesses that we know and trust. And so um, take some time out to listen to these guys. If you're in the market for the the business that they're serving, we ask that you'd uh, give them a shot. We're going to be uh, out for a couple minutes here. Quick break. And be back with more Mortgage Matters. 8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 seven seven two six seven eight six or visit us at amsunsolar.com am sun solar is located in paso robles so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20 percent longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30 percent solar tax credit that's 805-772-6786 Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. 
Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California DBO number 605-4783. NMLS number 328-358. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. All right, guys. Welcome back. Happy Hallmark holiday this week. So, when I was driving in today, I was listening to the radio. You know, I think it's often the way it is in the car. The radio's on in the background, right? And you kind of barely listen. Yeah. And I find myself like, uh, I, I bet everybody's this way, but I've, I'm just usually just my mind's a million miles a minute, right? Thinking about all the things. And then every now and again, something catches my attention and I kind of snap out of it and I hear it, right? So mm-hmm. I heard this Valentine's Day commercial this morning. Okay. And it really bothered me. Wow. <laughs> um, I, and by the way, I'm working on being more offendable. Uh, oftentimes, yes, offendable, not offensive, offendable. Mm. I'm trying to grow my sensitivity um, because oftentimes I see uh, culture today has moved in that direction of like, man, everybody's so offended about everything. And I'm just, here I am, bebopping up the middle lane, just like, man, you guys sure are offendable. And now I started mm. thinking, man, maybe it's a character flaw. So I'm working on being more offendable. Mm. Wow. Okay. And uh, being more offendable. Yeah, I want to be more offendable. <laughs> um, what brought this on? What were you listening uh, to? What? I what hear happened? this commercial. <laughs> I hear this radio commercial. And before we get into this, were you really offended by this, or were you just working on it? You're like, the this is something. This, this is good. Yes, this is good. Fertile ground for offend to be offended. So you were almost offended, but realized maybe I should be more. Well, offended I was like, here. "This is my opportunity. I'm okay. going to get on okay. it." Okay, okay. Here we go. Yeah. So it's a commercial, and this guy starts in on saying, "You know what, guys are good at. Guys are good at fixing the car. Mm. Guys are good at mowing the lawn and whatever else, right?" throws in a few more of those toxic masculinity things about what guys are good at. And then, you know what guys aren't good at? Remembering Valentine's Day. Mm. So we remember it for you. Get some C's candy. And I'm like, dang, look at you, C's candy. Your C's candy's been around for like 150 years or something, right? 200 years. This is an old business. 
And here they are in 2019 running this commercial that just is basically like stereotyping men. You got all that grease under your fingernails and you're too stupid to remember that your wife wants chocolate. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, C's, you lost. Yeah. And I'm over here like, A, A, I can't forget Valentine's Day if I want to, right? <laughs> At all. Right. Everybody remembers Valentine's Day because it's in our face. It's one of the most commercial holidays there are. B. Um, I'm better at way more things than I am at fixing the car, some of which are being emotionally in touch in my relationships with everybody. Mm, I like how you wiggled your head a little bit. I did. Shoulders when you said it. Yeah, yeah. That was my, like, look at me. I'm, I'm in touch. really in touch. <laughs> and C... Do you just stereotype all men that we can't remember anything without your help? <laughs> Seize candy. I know they're not yeah. listening, no. but dude, how did I do? I just good at being offended, right? I heard something that should have just been like, hey, guys, get your chick a box of chocolate. And instead, I'm like, oh, look at you ruining my life. Mm, I don't anyway. know. I don't know if you should run with that. <laughs> There's too many people offended too easily. I mean, you know I what you're not going to see this year, though, is the sweethearts' hearts. Did you realize I that? I know. I did read that. How yes, hard is it to produce those things? They didn't have enough production time to get those things in boxes. Yeah. And they got, read that article Retool like two, months, two months before. You I know mean, what? Really? I, I read that, though, and I thought they probably had a board meeting and were like, you know, we should just we should just work around the hearts this year because the messages were going to end up causing some new movement. Uh, be better. mine. Look at the hearts trying to be possessive and you know <laughs> all this, you know what I mean? So it just was like, no, you know we can't put words on candy anymore. We're not doing that. We're not retooling the factory. We're just, we're going to say that's what it was. We're just going to have to have blank candy that can be left open to interpretation by the user. <laughs> yeah. That stuff better as sidewalk chalk. Anyway. That being I said, I, before we move on from this topic, I want to <laughs> say one of the biggest complaints I have with this new how chic it is to be offended by everything mm-hmm. is it dilutes down the things that really do deserve an overhaul. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, that's not what show this is. So let's move on from that. Um, we were talking about the business and the service and, um, I wanted to mention too, we just had, what's today? The ninth is today the ninth. Yes. Today's the ninth. So we're two days past our eight year anniversary with you being a loan officer at central coast lending. Is that right? Wow. Wow. What did you get me? (laughs) <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> there was no there was no commercial to remind me. I didn't get you anything, man. Uh, you're probably too busy working on your car. How's that feel, though? You know what's funny, by the way? Ann O'Brien, our funder, mm-hmm. just had her 10-year anniversary with Central Coast Lending. Okay. And um, I kind of didn't know that. That one I did. I mean, it's just not on my radar. 10 years is a long time. She was like our fourth employee. She gave me a card. Oh. And she said, thanks for taking care of me for 10 years and being an awesome place to work and um, having so much faith and belief in me. Because mm-hmm. um, she had, 
she had been a loan processor, but she never funded and she always wanted more. And I was like, man, we're going to, one day we're going to be funding loans and you can be our funder she or was, underwriter or whatever, right? She helped process some of my loans when, yeah. I, first, when I first came over eight years so ago. So it was one of those things where we, you know, as we told a lot of people along the way, well, hey, get on this crazy ride and later we're going to have more of those jobs and you'll get to start doing things that you always wanted to do. Right. And so she's, anyway, she gave me a card. So I'm going to turn it on you then. What'd you give me, dog? Eight years. Oh, I'm waiting for 10. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Um, I, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about this today. We would be remiss if we didn't discuss this because, um, you know, there's a lot of people that listen to this show every week. I see, also we can see the numbers of who who listens to the the podcast version of it. So I know there's a lot of you guys out there that listen to the show, and um, the content sometimes is good, sometimes is probably boring. Um, sometimes we need to spend some time making sure you guys are well aware that. Um, the market has shifted into a spot where you should be paying attention. So we could talk about, you know, technology and seize candy and these things for a bit of the show, but I want to use this next 15 minutes here. And I want to talk to you guys about the fact that, um, interest rates have, um, have really dropped. And I don't want to say plummeted because I think they actually have some room to go, but, um, this matters. And, and, I know some of you guys are already glazing over of like, man, I'm tired of talking about interest rates, but but hear me out because there's a few a few angles of this that I want to I want to urge you to consider, um, and so I'm going to start by saying this. I kind of this the, I was asked this question on Congleton the other day too, so I'm reflecting back to some notes that I brought in there. But um, so I first want to say that whenever we talk about like interest rates in terms of like what's being offered today licensure requires that we describe apr um so you can't just give a rate and no apr um a lot of people don't know what apr is so i want to say this first um apr is the cost in closing costs that are either paid or added onto the backside of your loan um, the cost of getting that new loan. And not every fee is registered under that APR cost. Uh, the The easiest way to think about this is if you were buying a house and you were you had two paths, one is pay cash and one is get a loan. On the pay cash side, there's just less fees involved, right? Because you're not getting a loan. You're not getting an appraisal, right? You might not be no, un- um, no, no underwriting, underwriting fee. Yeah. Things like that so too. on the cash side, um, think about that. What I have, so this is the question when I'm training op staff, because this is important that you know how to understand and calculate APR. Sure. So think about that. Ask yourself the question line by line. Would I have this fee if I was writing a check for this house paying cash? Nope. Okay, that's an APR fee. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that you then add those fees back as if they're interest, and then it says, okay, well, your interest rate is 4.5%. Your APR is 4.55. Okay? So it just takes into consideration those costs for the transaction. Equates them to interest, kind of reruns it over the term of the loan, and says, boom, there's your APR. And this is why it matters. 
Right. What if I'm advertising a 3% 30-year fix today and that's it? Because mm-hmm. you could get that. I could give you that. Yep. It costs 12 points. Right. So the APR is going to be like 6 Right? That's the real cost of it. You're just paying a ton of it in fee instead of in interest. Right. So whenever lenders talk about the the interest rate as offered today, they need to put APR in there to be fair to the consumer. Okay? So the, the lower the spread between the note rate and the APR, it means the lower the fees. So that being said... Um, when we shut down yesterday and went home for the day, the 30-year fixed is at 4.5%, and the APR on that is 4.55. So really low fees to get yourself a 4.5. Um, now, I think one thing that's important to understand when you mention that is that's why it, when comparing two interest rates, it's so important because – uh, what the consumer typically does is hang on to what that interest rate was. What's that interest rate? And they won't even know. Oh, the they'll APR call is. you today and say, well, what's your lowest interest rate? Right. Hi, Central Coast Lending. Hi, I'm calling to find out what's your lowest interest rate on a 30-year loan. And what people need to fully understand is it's almost like buying a car. If you want something that gives you more, um, if you want the heated seats and the sunroof and all that, you're going to have to pay a little bit more to get that. You may, may still get the same car, but it's going to cost you a little bit more. Same thing with interest rates. If you want to get that lower rate, then typically there's going to be some cost in acquiring that lower rate. Right. So, I tell people, that's fun that you say that, like the car. I can picture you helping clients understand it that way. My analogy is usually like, um, think teeter-totter. Mm-hmm. The lower the rate, brrr, on the other side of the teeter-totter, up in the air, is the fees. Right. And then if you really want low fees, we sink that side of the teeter-totter down and your rate's going to go up. Those have a direct and inverse relationship. They move. They offset each other mechanically. Like you could set – I mean you could build around this logic perfectly. They work that way. And so when when we have like this, what I'm telling you, the APR, that's like teeter-totter level. Right. Right. You're not getting a low rate and high fees. You're also not getting a high rate and low fees. It's sort of middle of the road. You're paying the third-party fees like title escrow appraisal, um, you know, and then you're underwriting and those kind of fees. But you're not paying points. You're not getting a credit. It's just the middle of the road deal. So some of you guys out there that know you're going to be in your house for a while, you might pay a point. You might think about paying a point. That could lower your rate down below that four and a half mark. Every situation's a little bit different. So if if you're in that camp, then we do some math. Think carefully about it. So if you're going to stay in your house for a longer period of time, oftentimes it will make sense to maybe pay a little more to get a lower rate because you're going to recoup whatever that yeah. cost is over Points time. are like prepaid interest, right? Right. And then they have a break-even point that's between four and ten years depending on – what you how crazy you're getting sure and then um after that break even point though you're the winner for the rest of the 30-year loan yep so you need to be pretty sure you're going to do that if you're going to front load it and pay it up front right sure so anyway today with this interest rate being down at at four and a half percent um man there's so many people that came uh that got a loan in the last year or two uh that should really explore looking into a refi. And I know that sounds crazy because we've kind of been out of the refi market for a while, um, but it's true. And so the list of people that I think are on here, um, 
Here, we'll go until we're stumped, right? I'll do one, you do one. I'm going to take the low-hanging fruit first, and I'm just going to say, if you got your loan basically from May of last year all the way through about two months ago, in May, they sort of peaked around five and a quarter percent. So if I can save you three quarters of a percent on a refi, um, I did a little bit of math here just so that you would understand this. $400,000 at five and a quarter um, on the 30 year, that's 2208 a month, okay? 400 grand on four and a half percent loan is 2026. The difference is 182 bucks a month. So if you fit that scenario where you bought your house in June, just refinancing you down to the newer, lower interest rate on a $400,000 loan, um, depending on who did your loan and all that, you, you could be saving 180 bucks a month. Doesn't sound like a lot of money to some people. Sounds like a ton of money to others. That's a lot of money. Um, and really, if it costs you 3500 bucks to refi and you can save 180 bucks a month, Dang, you're making that up in two years. That's a phenomenal break even. Are you going to be in your house for more than two years? So that's my first one is you bought your house at some point where you have an interest rate that's, I would say, probably let's draw the line at four and three quarters or higher for a conventional loan or four and a half or higher for an FHA or VA loan. To to even go that, take that a step further too, if you take that $180 and- Look at some amortization tables. Over 30 years. And look at what happens when you pay that towards principal. Oh, I mean, right, right. It's just compounded. I mean, the, your savings are, are simply compounded. Yeah. And if life does throw something at you, which it always does, and you want to make that lower payment, it's it's at least there as an option. Sure. So that's good. I think an, another camp um, are folks that maybe did refinance over or purchased a home over the last couple of years and even have a lower interest rate than what's available now. And so I think a lot of people just automatically assume, well, if I have a, a 4% rate now, th- there's no circumstance where refinancing into a 45 makes any sense. And that's also could potentially simply not be true. Um, I deal with a lot of financial planners and CPAs in my business, and so we, we talk a lot uh, to people that are maybe looking at retiring soon. And so let's say you've got your loan five, six years ago and your principal balance was you know, the largest it ever was and your payment obviously was associated with that principal balance. And now you're five, six, seven, eight years down the road, you could potentially refinance into the same rate or maybe even a slightly higher rate and your payment is now going to come down. Because you're amortizing again over the 30-year. Right. So in that big picture, in your point is... Spreading it back over thirty years to lower your your monthly expenditures. Sure. And and one of the reasons some people are scratching their head, right? This dude, some people driving right now going, this dude just say to refinance into a higher rate. Um, if you're if you've got a position in the stock market, say you got five hundred grand in the stock market, and you're liquidating some of that every month to make a house payment that's three hundred dollars more than it should be. Mm-hmm. And you're already 65 years old, and you love you, 65 year old guy. You're probably not going to make 30 years worth of payments and feel that day of getting that deed in your hand. Yeah, but saving we don't, $400 a month may have some actual impact over the quality of life that you're going to have over the next 
or X just of time. makes you take 400 bucks less a month out of your stock account yeah. and and then you know yeah right or you can give 400 bucks a month to that grandkid of yours that is going to college and you know that 400 bucks to him means the world sure um so that's a good one to to reamortize again over a better period and to that same point i'm going to pile on to yours and say that um 25% of interest is paid in the first five years of a loan, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So refinancing in that scenario where you're seven or eight or nine years in, you've lost a lot of your tax deductibility of your interest. It's just going down. Sure. So you, you smooth that balance back into a fresh 30 years. It resets the amortization and you gain back that powerful write off. And for many of us, that interest write-off is one of the only write-offs we seem to have anymore. And what's nice about these loans is there there really are no prepayment penalties. So if life is, is clicking along and everything's going great and you got an extra $10,000 in your savings account, feel free to write you know that check towards principal if, if things are smooth and, and going for well. For sure. So that's, that's, you always ultimately will have control over how fast you pay off that debt. But smoothing it out over another 30 years lowers that payment where maybe in retirement some of your your income is fixed where costs are going to continue to go up on you to get that lowest payment possible on what usually is your largest debt uh, oftentimes will make sense. All right, I'm going to go number three. Okay, are you two. getting nervous yet that you're going to run out of reasons people might refi? No, I'm looking at the clock and I feel like we've got I've got enough. Plenty of time. Yeah. Huh? No, plenty of reasons, not enough time. Right. We should have started this game earlier. Right. Um, I'm going to take the next super low-hanging fruit. I'm going to keep painting you into the corner. You're going to have to take the harder ones. If you bought your house in the last six or seven years, um, I don't care what kind of loan you have. If you didn't make a 20% down payment, you have some kind of mortgage insurance. Mm-hmm. And so um, do we refi you out of it? Man, mortgage insurance on an FHA loan could be three, 400 bucks a month. So if I could get you out of that and get you into a conventional loan, even at a little bit higher interest rate, but stop a $400 a month mortgage payment, that's crazy savings. For sure. So if you have a loan with mortgage insurance is my number three, um, man, you should be calling because worst case scenarios, we're going to do a full analysis of what you got and then teach you how to go fight your mortgage insurance and get it removed or lowered. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Best case scenario, we're going to get you out of your mortgage insurance, maybe into a better loan product where we're saving you that kind of money. Um, If you have mortgage insurance, you are silly to not call us this week and just look at the proposals. What Just call up. I have mortgage insurance. Is there any hope for me? Mm -hmm. Um, Very rarely do we look at the person with mortgage insurance and say, you do, but you're still better off to stay where you're at always going to be able to tell you, oh, here's what you need to do. Even if it's just me telling you how to go talk to your current servicer and slug your way out of it, I got you. So call me, call us if you have mortgage insurance. This market is just begging that person to call. You're silly if you don't. One thing that that also is nice that we've seen recently is some appreciation in some home values, right? So you're also piggybacking off of that as well. Right. And so, yes, maybe you've been making your mortgage payment. And but houses are going up 5% a year. Right. So you're you're gaining that equity almost immediately in the first 6 to 12 months. So there are definitely some scenarios where we can remove it. And I've also seen folks 
that had a you know put five percent down, so their mortgage insurance is based on a ninety five percent loan to value. I've also seen folks refinance, still maybe have to take mortgage insurance, but it's it's a much lower rate. Yeah, and maybe less you have cost. maybe you have an eighty five percent loan to value now because right. the market's picked you up a little bit. The difference between that five percent equity and that fifteen percent equity on your mortgage insurance can be a couple hundred bucks a month. Yep, and that's real money, right? Yep. That don't leave those on the table. And nobody really benefits from mortgage insurance except for the insurance company receiving the premium. I, the lender, um, if I give you a loan with mortgage insurance, I'm not making any money off that. So, sure. Sure. all right, go quick. What's your... I think another one would be just living in the society that we live in, right? We, we like to accumulate things. You know, we've got that new car and that new boat and that new RV. And sometimes those monthly payments, we can start to drown underneath a little bit. And so... Mm. Oftentimes, if we can refinance, pay off what we consider bad debt, um, we can really put ourselves in a better financial situation, which allows us to attack the principal balances that we do have outstanding versus paying exorbitant amount of interest. So debt consolidation to to fix cash flow. Yep. yep. That's a good one. Yep. Um, we're running out of time here. I got one more. Give it to I'm going to take your same scenario of that person that's been amortizing for eight years. Mm-hmm. And um, getting a lower payment isn't necessarily what they want. What they really want is to pay their house off even sooner. 15-year fixed rates are down, too. Yep. Those ones this um, yesterday were down at 4% um, with like a 4.05 APR. So now you got, hey, come on in. If you refine to a 15-year, reset that amortization interest write off shorten up your term, get that good 4% rate, might even be what you still have on a 15-year. I've seen the 15- and 30-year payments come out even Mm -hmm. if you're far enough into your 30-year, and then you get to get out of two or three or four years worth of mortgage payments altogether just for making the same payment and re-amortizing over that that different term and rate. So um, some of those people, retirement planning, and those are some numbers that we can definitely help you out with. Looking at those amortization schedules, yeah. seeing how much interest you can save from where you are to what your options are. We have plenty more of these. We should have started this game earlier. <laughs> Who would have won? It would have been a good fight. Uh, we got the top of the hour commercial break here. We get back. We got a, a couple of local real estate pros coming on the show. We're looking forward to that. So stick around after this short break for more Mortgage Matters. Good morning, if you're just joining us. Welcome back, if you spent the first hour here with us. That's the Valentine's music. I thought that was just for me, no? Oh, we, you are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I got, I got uh, banished to the other room here. We have some 
fresh meat in the studio. We have guests on that are uh, willing to do a whole hour with us. We have Dick and Narlene from the... I hope you guys didn't give me a card. I hope I get this right. The Keenan Carter? Keenan Carter Group. Yeah. That's right. Keller Williams. So you have to look over here at me so I'm not just this uh, obscure voice from out of context. Jason really wants me to make sure I stay engaged. Apparently last time I came over here for my part of the segment, I stopped paying attention. (laughs) That's not true. Not stopped. But welcome, Dick and Darlene. Thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having us. I want to sort of start this conversation with my experience of you guys. Um, you know, I've known Dick and Darlene for many years now, and my son plays basketball, right? He's been playing basketball for about two years now, and he likes it. He likes shooting the ball. He likes dribbling. He's good at ball handling. When he gets in the game, he gets really nervous, and we see these players that do a really good job. And we talk about it after the game. And we say, you know, one of the reasons that they know where to go on the court and what to look for when they're dribbling is through experience. I mean, there's just, there's, you can't replace experience. Something about going through the process and learning things while actually doing it is just invaluable. And I think that that, that analogy is, plays itself out in sports all the time. It plays itself out in relationships and so many things that we do in our life. Um, I wanted to start with that because as I was sort of reviewing your bios and going over the relationship that we've built over the last few years, uh, I realized that you guys, just between the two of you, have 67 years of real estate experience. I walk into an office that has multiple <laughs> agents, right? That you walk in and four, five, six agents, and cumulatively, I can't get that experience. That's that for me initially is just something that really stands out for you guys. The experience and how long you guys have been doing this. Makes us sound really old. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where the gray hair comes from. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, uh, I mean, especially in this industry, when there's so many things to navigate, um, from the very beginning where someone calls you and says, hey, I'm thinking about selling my house, or, you know, I've always wanted to move to the Central Coast. Can you guys help me? That experience, I think, is invaluable. So tell me a little bit about how you got into real estate. I know you are both local, right? Dick, you graduated from Cal Poly. I did. Um, Your real estate career didn't just jump into selling homes. So talk to us a little bit about what your experience is and and how your clients can benefit from that. Uh, To go way back, um, I actually graduated from Coast Union up in Cambria, then Cal Poly, then went to... Bakersfield, and I was a real estate appraiser for three years over in Bakersfield. And since then, I came over here to the coast because I didn't like the valley. And uh, when I got into the business in 1986, 1987, you know, they were saying, oh, it's a great time for you to be getting into the real estate market. And I didn't know what that meant. Sure. Because uh, at that time, they were just starting to come out of the doldrums and coming back up, and it peaked in 1990. So I kind of got in at the right time uh, as that went. But um, we've been through several waves in real estate. We've been lucky to survive them. I think that the average real estate agent lasts about four or five years before uh, they make the determination that it's not the right business for them. But uh, we love the business. We're passionate about the business. We've had to go down different trails to uh, to manage the business, and we can get into that later if you want to. But the best part is, is that uh, we get to see all kinds of things. We have uh, uh, did a little small development together. Uh, we've been through the REO market where we've rep- represented uh, banks and so forth. 
Um, we've done the flips. We went through the years of the flips. Um, and now we're back to uh, more of a, I would call it more of a normal market. Sure, and sure. And it's fun. It's fun. We, we're passionate about it. We love the business. Yeah, that's one thing that we always hear is the, when is the right time to buy? You know, when is when is the market now? Starting? It's always now, isn't it? Is it? Always now. It's always now. <laughs> yes, but that's unique about real estate is that it can be. I mean, it, what's right for me today may not be right for the next person. But usually, obviously, you're going to be talking to people that are looking to buy, um, are looking to sell, and and usually, in any market, there can be a right opportunity for anybody. So I think that's important to understand, and I, I know your experience with the market um, is invaluable for sure. You guys, now you guys work not just the San Luis Obispo area, but you guys are, like you said, from Cambria all the way down to San Ynez? We are. We have a, a, a listing up in Cambria. It's 132 acres. It's got a great view, similar to what Hearst Castle has. Oh, and wow. then, uh, we, of course, we have listings all the way down, especially in the South County area, and we also have one listing down in um, San Ynez, a 20-acre um, uh, estate in, in San Ynez. So we do everything in between. Well, and then nice. we also have an 80-acre ranch out in Nukuyama. Okay. So we go all over. That's a lot of driving. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so when someone comes to you and they're interested in listing a property, what's sort of the steps that you take them through? What are, what's the, the initial conversation look like that might be a little bit different than what another realtor does what what sort of separates you from 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 everyone else because it seems like when when someone lists their home they usually talk to a couple different realtors right and they want to get a sense of working with someone that that fits their needs and that they can sort of click with what what do you guys do that you feel separates you from everybody else well, in our initial contact with um, a potential seller, it's important to find out why they're selling. Mm -hmm. um, and in some cases, they may need to do a 1031 tax-deferred exchange. They may not even need to really sell. Um, and so we talk ourselves right out of a listing. But we try to do what's best for the, the seller and their situation. And we have a kind of a three-step process during the interview uh, portion. And the first process is just to explore and expand upon what's going on in the market. And we start, what's going on in the United States? What's the economy like now? Mm -hmm. What's inflation like right now? Then we take it down and we look at California. Then we look specifically at the area of the property we're listing at. After that, we simply rolled in, we roll into um, where are buyers finding the house that they're actually buying. And we want to represent you, and we want to be sure to expose the property to where the buyers are located. So then we go through our whole process as to where the majority of the buyers are finding their properties. Believe it or not, 30 31% is actually from a real estate agent. Some mm. real estate agent called them up and said, hey, you can, you can, uh, you, there, here's a house over here, what's your, and this is what you're looking for. And 50, between 49 and 50% actually find the house that they're looking for online. So, and then there's several other little blocks of uh, areas that we touch on that we want to make sure that we hit every single spot that any seller uh, potentially might want to expose their property to. Yeah, the environment of where people are getting their information, Jason and I were talking about this the first part of the hour, is, is ever-changing, right? There's so much that, that folks are getting online now that maybe before they had to drive around and make some phone calls to get some information on those properties. Um, how, how is that affecting your guys' business moving forward? What, what do you guys do to implement to be able to sort of stay up um, with that, that changing way that people are getting information on homes? 
Well, what we're, what we're hearing is, is that people start looking online first. Right. They lots of times don't make a decision until for nine months. Right. So they may not raise their hand and call a realtor and say, I want to look at a house for right. up to nine months simply because they can see just about everything they want to see. They know the neighborhoods. They can see the interior of the property. And it's really a uh, uh, it's process. And by the time they actually raise their hand and say, hey, show me a house, they've already been looking for six or eight months. Right. right. I got a question over here. Over here in the in the abandoned room. <laughs> Um, you mentioned a minute ago that thirty percent of the time or so, people are finding their realtors finding them their property. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was curious about how often does it come up that um, that it's like what we call the pocket listing, where it's maybe not on the market or it's about to come on the market. It's just known because of the affiliation of the local realtors that are speaking to one another. How how many out of ten would you say, or out of a hundred would you say, are are that way? Not very many. No. No, not here in Southern California, especially Santa Monica. That's primarily how the <coughs> properties are sold. But no, we don't see that hardly ever here. So this is really that you're you're understanding what somebody's search parameters are and what what's on their wish list and their their wants and needs out of a property and then you're just going into the market looking for a, a good fit for them that's correct yeah yeah and to piggyback what, what narlene was saying that um we actually have uh we meet with a group of realtors from out around california and one of the realtors that we meet with quarterly is from santa monica he worked he works what did he say 2550 houses and he said eight out of ten houses in that market in Santa Monica are pocket listings. Wow. They never hit the market. They don't go into the MLS. And so his whole <laughs> routine is going open on open houses or meeting realtors saying, hey, I've got this property coming up. What do you have? And so it's a completely different concept that we have to deal with that we don't have to deal with around here. But they do the same thing up in San Francisco. They almost have their own little MLS, private little MLS of agents that just put their properties, you know, in this little pool and talk about it over the phone. I got this person coming up, this person coming up, because the inventory is so incredibly low in those two areas, Santa Monica and up do you, Peninsula. Do you feel, though, that that's, as a seller, how you're going to get the most money? Like, if I'm selling my house, I want to make the most I can, which to me means I want you to broadcast this to the largest possible amount of would-be buyers and agents create a bidding war for me and if you if you just if it's you and your buddy negotiating this deal the two of you out on a golf course who got the better deal <laughs> i don't feel like as a seller i'm getting the best deal you're not i i don't i have yet to understand it truthfully but uh they that's what they do in that area Interesting. in this area uh, every single one of our listings go into the uh, MLS as soon as we get the prof- professional photography completed on the property. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I, I still have that question, uh, and I ask them that, and but that's the way they do business. That's the way they started doing business. And so I can't help you as to um, – and even then, they're still getting 10, 15 – you know, they were getting 10 or 15 uh, offers. offers. Wow. Weird. It It <laughs> – that just goes to further support the point that real estate is local, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Yeah, very much so. Hey, we need to do a commercial break here and uh, get our sponsors some playtime. Guys, if it wasn't for these folks, you'd have to pay to listen to the show. So we're going to take a quick break here, take some time out to uh, to thank the sponsors of Mortgage Matters. We'll be right back. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending, and I want to thank you for supporting us these past 11 years. We have helped thousands of local residents buy and refinance homes here on the Central Coast, and we couldn't have done it without you. We are sincerely grateful and look forward to serving you for many years to come. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California DBO number 6054783. NMLS number 328358. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California DBO number 605473. NMLS number 328358. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. All right, we got all this, all this uh, Valentine's Day love theme kicking around all over the place. You guys are listening to Mortgage Matters. We've got uh, Dick and Narlene on the show. There are what Jason said. We got like what eighty-seven years over here of real estate experience or something. We're getting older, by which the is minute. wild because they neither of them are using a walker. Which is, I mean, this is crazy. Um, I like the point though, really, um, because and and with that level of experience, I know it sounds like you guys have been involved in the real estate industry since you were young pups, and I was too, right? I got out of college and I got right into the mortgage business, and 
I think this transcends industry to some degree, too, is just that when you're young, it's hard to have any real credibility. And you can talk about how much you've studied and the people that you're working with and the power of your team and your level of, you know, you might even be a cut above the rest in terms of intelligence. But what you lack is that years of butt in the saddle, boots on the ground, done it all, seen it all. And so I remember when I was young like that, looking at those, um, the veterans of the industry, and they would tell me, I, so I used to underwrite, right? And I would get these guys would call me up, these loan officers, and they want to fight with me about how I'm wrong. And they would tell me, you know, I, I underwrote for 15 years. And, and I would just roll my eyes and be like, and obviously you were good at it because now you're just a schleppy salesperson trying to yell at me about underwriting. Um, but point is... Um, I look back now and I'm like, man, I want to drop some of those stats now because now I have 20 years of experience at this and I don't need some youngster with no experience trying to tell me how the world works. Um, but it's true because you, you see so much, right? And that's, that is one of the things like um, Jason and I were talking earlier about technology and the, um, the huge lenders that remove the personal touch and attempt to replace it with technology, they want you to feel like everyone can re- really self-process and solve all these problems on their own. But you and I have been through enough transactions, enough experiences to know that, man, this is a fluid environment. Things are popping up, happening here. It's almost like case law. We'll look back at a transaction. Oh, how did, you know, this many years ago it was solved in this way and um, and because a buyer and seller, they're always different people. Um, there's always so many different ways that it could be approached. And there's some best practices and things you never want to say. And all of that just happens by by going through it, right? That's that experience piece that um, I think is just invaluable. And now that I have the gray hair, I can say it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so speaking of that, I'm curious, um, you know, I know that there's those, all those are in your business too, the Zillows of the world. And um, I think oftentimes I'd, I lose interest in this conversation, at least because here on the Central Coast, I feel like there's no room for any of it, that those big corporate models, they're not really interested in buying things here, and we around here are not very interested in figuring out how to change into their lane. Um, So from that bigger scale on down to how it ties into Slow County, what do you see out there from that that huge corporate level in terms of how they're influencing and affecting markets? Right now, I think um, the the big interesting thing is that we've we've seen Zillow which has taken everything out of the multiple listing service and put it into one spot and put a little pretty picture and a nice little bow on it for the, for the consumer. So now the consumer doesn't have to speak to the real estate agent. They can go directly to Zillow. But what we're finding now is they are changing their business model because of some other uh, companies such as OfferPad, OpenDoor, um, and now they call it Zillow Instant Offers. Mm-hmm. It's not in this area yet, but it's always kind of fun to watch and see what's going on other places in the United States. Zillow started in Las Vegas uh, with this instant offer, Las Vegas and Phoenix, and then they also went into Atlanta, Denver, Charlotte, and so most of the metropolitan uh, areas is where they're at. But the interesting thing is that they're going in and they're buying uh, properties for cash. They're saying, hey, do you want out in seven days? 
I can give that to you. Um, we'll have a, a, a contractor come over, take a look at the house. You make uh, these changes or give us uh, some sort of uh, credit back. Um, and we have a service charge of X, and we will buy your house, and you can close in seven days. And so the, the boiling pot of these companies, such as OfferPad and Open Door, is places like Phoenix. So I went the other day, and I went to Phoenix and looked for properties. And now what, in Zillow, if you take a look at the Zillow sheet, all of Zillow's properties that they have bought and are now reselling are at the top of the sheet. Hmm. So the realtors in, in Phoenix are saying, well, wait a second. Um, uh, Mr. Seller would like <laughs> my property on Zillow, but all I see is Zillow's own properties at the top of the sheet. And you have to scroll three or four or five sheets down to get to my house that is priced at the same thing as the Zillow properties are priced right. at. So I find that uh, as kind well, of Well, and pretty talk. soon they'll, they'll let you pay a fee to boost your listing to the top. <laughs> they already do. For 80 bucks, <laughs> we'll get you on page one over here. That's funny. Yeah, there's a, there's a pricing engine. Um, so the, in the mortgage industry, you know, companies like ours, we sell loans to dozens of different investors. And so we use these third-party price engines that sort of amalgate all of those prices give you priority for product pricing who's the best rate who who does the best at somebody that's had a bankruptcy all those kind of things right and one of them is one of the zillow companies so we're test driving this this piece of technology last week and i'm like man but you want me to be running all of my stuff and if not, and i realize in this in this environment zillow's not likely to steal information from us or our clients However, I almost don't even want to be a part of their statistics, right, about having their finger on the pulse of what the real lenders like us are, are doing in terms of, of service levels, right, getting how long does it take you to get through a transaction, your average lock period, your average profitability, how low the rates are that you're offering. I, I just contributing to their information, you know, and helping them hone in on what real lenders are doing. I was like, oh, that feels icky to me. That's a big conflict in the in the real estate, the real tour market, because uh, there's uh, CRMs, uh, um, uh, client relation management systems, um, and they are owned by some large conglomerates. And so here we are giving them all of our data. We're yeah. saying this is my customer's name, this is their here's their birthday, birthday. and all this stuff. Yeah. And they say, oh no, we're we're not going to play with it. We're not going to, you know. And then when you ask for it back, you only get part of it back. Right. You know, you don't get the whole thing back. If you want to change different CRMs, they will tell you which things you can get back out of right. what they already have. And so what uh, Gary Keller uh, from Keller Williams has uh, thought is, is that they're using all this data for something. I mean, it's it, what they're doing is they're Well, gathering. information is power, right? It's so you, you would be remiss if you weren't keeping track of it for some benefit. It's huge. It's huge. And so we've, within the last year, um, we've released to the, our real estate agents is an app. Um, and what the app is, all it, it's an AI. It's an artificial intelligence. And it uh, just listens to people and tries to solve problems of, of what we have. So it's eventually going to get to the point where um, we're inputting all of our data, depending on how much uh, typically did it cost to do a repair on a house in this neighborhood? Mm. How long did it take to sell that house? How much of a discount did it have? And on our app right now, we can say, uh, hey, give me a snap of Laguna Lake. 
and I could talk into my phone, and it'll go around Laguna Lake. It'll tell me there's eight listings on the market. The average sales price is this. The average number of days is this. And that's just at its infant age of like two and a half years old. Right. Baby. And so they really think that that AI, uh, the use of artificial intelligence, is going to be able to take all this mega, mega tons of, of data and be able to be a, gr- a completely different um, uh, event for, for the consumer. Oh, you just made me freak out a little bit inside. Um, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. It's so I easy. To mute my phone. What, what do I need to do here? It, well, it's so easy for me to to uh, remind myself of why we're relevant, right? In the market, we can't be replaced by computer. But the AI thing is like, man, what if there was a little slider where it just had the client sort of... Because what, here's what I do, right? And the same thing for, for Jason is, um, and like you said, we want to ask questions, right? We want to start by understanding. Um, we have so much information in our brains as having done this for so many years. So I got to just start figuring out, I guess, start by listening. What are your priorities? What do you value most? How long will you be in this house? Do you feel like you'd be likely, if your family grew, would you add on or would you move? You know, all these these different things. And um, and we were sort of using all that to fall into place. And when you said that, I started picturing AI where you could just be like, man, you moved the slider on those things about, well, how likely are you to prioritize this over that? And made me think... Um, Maybe I don't know. Are we replaceable? Are realtors replaceable and lenders? And and I don't know that this is going to happen in the next five years. But in twenty years, is this going to be like? Yeah, my gramps was a realtor, and they used to be the people that negotiated before computers were really good. I don't think that we're replaceable, and I don't think the lenders are, can be replaceable. Yeah, it's there, a, there's too much hands on. With, and each property so different, and each transaction so different, I can't imagine it just being boilerplate. Well, here's a good example of one of the reasons we may not, is um, we always are walking this fine line, right? Like you guys, the agents, you do some inspections, and you find out that there's some, some things come up on the termite report, and... You're going to make a request from the seller to address some of these issues. But given the timeline or the accessibility, maybe it's a current tenant in there. The work can't be completed on time. And if you just if you're just an an app, (laughs) some electronic thing that just says, oh, here's the request for repairs. And then on top of it is the termite report. And now you, you all know that there's a water leak over the garage. Right. And the the. The lending AI would be like, red alert, red alert, red alert, uh, cancel all escrow, you know, just freaking out. Right. Um, only way to fix that would be to go in and do everything, right? We don't care about your the the problem or the weather or the tenants or the schedule or whatever, right? And, I mean, and this is real estate. These are people's homes. Sometimes you can't do something because the people are selling because one of them has cancer and they're on hospice or something. You know, you just never know what keeps the real-life messy ends of this stuff that keeps you from being able to just be AI logic, right? Um, and so you call us, right? And we're all s- practitioners and we're intelligent. It's not that we're trying to be deceitful or not document the file correctly, but we're saying, hey, look, it's a leak over the garage, and it's known that it costs 900 bucks to fix it. And you can't 
fully lay those cards on the table, but if you could steer clear of the re- don't give us the request for repairs and instead offer a closing cost credit for 900 bucks and the buyer understands that they're going to deal with that before next rainy season, um, that part of massaging that that's taking, again, it's experience, right? Because if you're a day one realtor, you wouldn't even know that you shouldn't be handing the home inspection to the lender. Um, you know what I mean? We just had that happen. Oops. <laughs> the buyer's agent gave every oh. everything to the lender. It created so much happiness. And was the lender like a good lender that was like, ah, duh, la, 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 I don't want that. <laughs> Sometimes the lender is inexperienced, too, and they get it all, and they just start adding it to their file. Um, you know, and again, it's it's never an intention to, to not be correctly documenting how it is, but that, this, is the, this is that part of it where using common sense and judgment to make, to keep something together and moving forward to success, that's where, those are the things that make me think that um, we're probably not replaceable, I hope. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so because it's a belly-to-belly business. You know, more and more it's phone-to-phone, but there are so many uh, angles and there are so many turns and there are so many forks in the road that come along with a real estate transaction that that that's where luckily our experiences come about is that we've we've taken the wrong fork. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've taken sure. the wrong, wrong road. And um, so over time we figure out, ah, you guys, see that over there? Yeah. Don't go down that way. Don't go exactly. That, way. that pan is hot. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the, you know. And then once you've been in it for a while, this is like the parent and the kid, right? Right. Um, yeah. You guys remember back in the '80s when they had the little animated um, public service announcements about turning the handles in on the pots because kids were pulling pots of hot water on them. Does anybody remember that besides me? Anyways, I kind of feel like Jim. You must. I don't remember. Yeah, it was like I a, don't know. and maybe it was just a it. Southern California thing. Maybe there's all these commercials where like the pot was like this boiling mad animated little pot of water on the stove and his handle sticking out like over the, you know, where it's reachable for a toddler. And so and the the message was like turn those handles in because evidently kids must have been getting burned too often. But that's the thing I think where like that's what we're doing is we got the kids below us which are the inexperienced people um, and we're just walking around turning those handles in. Hey, no, you don't want to go down that path. That's, this is going to be a problem for you. This doesn't end well. Believe me, I did it when I was like you. Right. I really always like working, too, with the new real estate agents. That that uh, fresh, young energy of like, man, the world is your oyster. Here you go, Jason. A message from your Shriners Hospital. Oh, you know, kids, the kitchen ain't a playground. There's a lot of danger hiding in here. See? That dangling cord can be there a disaster. <laughs> Especially if they grab hold and yank me. My cord could be up. Uh, I don't remember you these, but... Keep dangling cords out of reach. Delicious cookies That's when you have the cord to the coffee pot. There you go. Over there. Keep goodies away from heat. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Anyway, treat. see, there's a little sample. Oh, there's there's the turning of the handle of the pot. Right? Yeah. By itself, it's harmless, but filled with scalding hot water. <laughs> filled with hot. scalding hot water. <laughs> All right. See, thank you, Jim, because oftentimes I just talk and people think I'm making things up, and I love it when you validate me that way. I'm gonna. Um, I'll never forget that, Jim. Thank you. Uh-huh. 
Anyhow, the young agents, I love them because they're so full of hope, and they have um, <laughs> they have so much hope and so little knowledge. And it's not until later in your career the hope goes down a little bit because the knowledge is going up, right? <laughs> and then the longer you've been in it, you have a ton of knowledge and little hope. So it's up to us to always try to keep the hope alive. But anyways, those brand new agents are like they're fun because they they're like um, they're like toddlers. You have to keep reining them in. No, no, you can't do that. Don't do. It. Whoa, no, that's not something you want to do. You know though the, that when you're talking about the young agents, so um, you know we try we almost have to keep up with them because. Uh, as a young agent, when I was young, uh, I, my, my value proposition was that, hey, I, you're the only people I get to work with. I'm going to work until your house gets sold. Right. Well, now the, uh, the young agents are talking about, oh, your property is going to be everywhere. You know, I'm going to fly over the top of your house. With, a drone, with, with and, a drone. With a drone. And it's going to be, uh, you know, all through social media. And um, and so they they had that little value <laughs> proposition that they're trying to to yeah. make, make make their way to make get into the business and I think it's a great uh, I think it's awesome. However, yeah. there's uh, there's a uh, an opportunity there for uh, for them to try to get try to get some business and uh, we we kind of watch what they're doing. Perfect. Um, I see some marketing opportunity there that seems brilliant. I'll tell you about it after the show. Uh, All right, we have a phone call here, so we're going to go ahead and take a phone call. I can't see the screen. Jason, who's our caller? We've got Steve from uh, Napomo. Steve, yeah, welcome to Mortgage Jason. Matters. Yeah, thank you. Uh, looks like you've got uh, quite the uh, group of experts on there today. Uh, this call is more in regard to the first hour in re- uh, about mortgages, and I had spoken to you um, a year ago about getting a loan on a two-and-a-half-acre parcel with a granny house on it, which is a, a mobile home on a fixed foundation. Is dun, there, dun, dun. you said, keep, keep abreast of this, and maybe, you know, they're becoming a little more uh, flexible with things like that. Um, yeah, Steve, I do remember you, and um, it's status is the same. Um, and yeah. for So thanks for the call, and... Um, We'll uh, we'll let you go, and I'll I'll um, address this for everybody that's listening. Is this is another little tidbit that I think most people want to know. Um, having so, what Steve's got is a parcel of land that has a stick built home on it, and then uh, down you know on the other part of the lot, we've got a manufactured home or a mobile home on a on a foundation, and um, this is kind of the kiss of death with like 90 something percent of lenders is it's the presence of both and i've heard it um described in a handful of ways as to why um the foreclosure requirements can be different for manufactured and mobile housing than they can for the stick built so you can end up in a weird place where having that blended property type on one parcel just makes it difficult to navigate so it's easier just to say no um, that being said, there are a couple of programs that um, were starting to get comfortable with this, right? Especially if it was on a non-permanent foundation. Um, but even if it was permanent and not valued, and, and bottom line is two of the banks that we had that were venturing into that space quit a few months into it. So um, if anything, we've seen a regression in the lendability of that property type. So. There's your answer, Steve. And for everybody else, here's another. This feeds right into this conversation, too. Thanks, Steve. Um, 
check with your real estate agent and or your lender when you got that brilliant idea of installing a mobile home on a permanent foundation out in the back of the property. That cuts into your marketability in terms of the financing options out there for the people that you might sell your home to one day. And the the solution is probably a simple one. If you really needed to sell it and you were having trouble selling it, um, remove the mobile or manufactured home. In this case, I happen to know it's super nice, and they spent a mint on it. So you do, the last thing you want to do is just go bulldoze it to be able to sell um, because doesn't it feels like a, an asset rather than a liability. But um, some sometimes like this, the practicality and the lendability of it are just not great. So there's that. Um, it's time for the final commercial break here of the show. We'll see if uh, Jim's got one more Valentine's love song up the sleeve here. Um, so stick around after the short break for more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great service men and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California DBO number 605-4783. NMLS number 328-358. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people. Agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. 
Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason, from Central Coast Lending. Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage This I tell you, brother You can't have one without the other Love and marriage, oh, love beautiful, and Jim. marriage The theme like song to Married with Children Disparage <laughs> Remember when I was a kid, Married uh-huh. with Children was one of the only sitcoms my dad would watch. Oh, really? <laughs> so I got to sit down and watch Married with Children with my old man. Al Bundy. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's a good. It's a good Valentine's Day song, I guess. Yeah, still too. Anyway, all right. Have fun with it. I wonder if they regret <laughs> licensing this to Married with Children. Oh, I doubt it. <laughs> they got a nice little check out of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I always imagine Ted sitting on his couch with his hand in his waistband oh, right. and beer in his hand. Yeah. That's, that's what this reminds me of. <laughs> Making, like, crude, condescending remarks to anybody walking into the room. <laughs> with no limit. Right. We got the end of it. We might as well play the whole thing. <laughs> I feel like that. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. You did have it in you. Look at that. So Valentine's Day. Um, so ladies, don't forget. We know how forgetful you can be. <laughs> don't forget to give your um, your man some chocolate. That's important. Yeah. People that missed what we were talking about earlier are like, where is this guy coming from? Anyway, we were talking earlier about a commercial that said men can't remember anything, and so they needed to get their women chocolate. So I'm just, you know, being the the yang over here. All right. We have uh, the final segment of the show. Um, I've heard you guys at the break wanting to, to talk about this, and I want to talk about it too. Um, and before we begin, I'm going to say... Um, I love the, um, educational opportunity of being a client to one of these transactions. Uh, it's been a couple of years now, but, um, I bought a new house a couple of years ago. And so I got to go through the, and I sold a house too. So I got to go through the being a seller and all of the emotional and logistical and, Everything that goes into selling and moving and the timing of buying at the same time and, and right? And all the while, picture this. I got to run my personal loan through my own company. And um man, I felt not worthy. I felt like I wasn't being kept up to date. I felt like I uh <laughs> the whole way through I'm like, Oh my god, this is crazy. Um but like I said, though, uh, I love that that perspective of seeing what it's like to go through it because then um, really you can you can offer that level of of you know what I I know what it's like to be in your shoes and I know when you don't hear from me you're awfulizing about what's going wrong in the back room and and or the excitement or the the timing you know if you're an investor doing a flip the timing is everything and so um, 
this is kind of the the segue here into um, what have you guys done? Well, we've been in the business a long time, and it takes a while to build up enough uh, assets to be able to do anything. And what I mean by that is uh, buying your own house. Yeah. And you were talking about you know being the smartest or I was thinking being the smartest real estate agent when I bought at the peak of the market in 1990. <laughs> you know, I bought two houses and I brought drug in a couple of uh, Well, yeah, if you got in 86, sisters, right? right? You were I, making some money, right? getting it together. Oh, it's time for the realtor to have a nice house. <laughs> I'll take this one. Let me have two. I bought I, this one property I bought right from a track, and I couldn't believe it. I was number 200 on the list, and they called me. I said, how did that happen? Well, <laughs> <laughs> and then I bought, I bought it for 150 it went all the way down to like 130. And I, I thought, bought my first house in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> and then here we are, X number of years later, and if you have it on a 15-year mortgage, poof, what a coincidence. Now, 15 years later, you have a, a house that is free and clear. Oh, and making money while you sleep. Two or three different times, now you have a couple of houses. And so we've learned over the years, and the, one of the reasons that we're in the business is we strongly believe that that real estate is a is an avenue or a vehicle of creating wealth. Yeah, I mean, we don't have. I don't know about you guys. We don't have a retirement plan. <laughs> we, I do. Our retirement plan is our. Is I our real estate. I do, but um, and I'll, I'm going to brag for a minute here. I'm throwing a thousand bucks a month in my um, IRA, and you know what that looks like. That feels like a lot, right? Some people are like, dang, look at this guy. Um, some people are like, that ain't enough. And I'm in that camp because I look at that thing and I'm like, oh, great. So that means that after 10 years, I'm going to have 120 grand. <laughs> That's not enough, right? That's not enough. That's like a right. desperate, like, right. oh, my goodness. So then I'm like, okay, well, I could really buckle down and put two grand a month into my retirement. And then after 10 years, I'll have 240 grand. And it's like, well, and if you have health care and whatever and need to draw off that in retirement, you could 50 grand a year, you're going to deplete that in five or six years. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So saving to retirement for me feels impossible, which is why I got to say real estate, right? A long time ago, somebody told me, they said, do you know how to make become a millionaire? You borrow a million dollars and you let somebody else pay it back. Yeah, and that's what buying investment real, rental property is for. You put a tenant in there, and here it is, fifteen, twenty years later, and guess what? You've got a free and clear piece of property, and somebody paid that loan back for you. Yep. Yeah, that uh, I got a call this week from somebody that said, "Man, should I sell my house? We want to upgrade, making a double the income now from the house they bought five years ago. Should I sell this and buy a new one?" And I said, "Hey, you got any old people in your life?" that have been around the block, call them up and ask them if you should save that house or sell it. And in everybody, man, the people we know that have held and, or this, here's a great question for your grandpa. Hey, Gramps, what if you still owned every house you had ever bought in your life? (laughs) And, um, it'd be wild. That's, those are the wealthy ones. So I'm with you on that. My great grandpa always said you needed to be uh, land rich and cash poor. Yeah. Well, land, they ain't making any more of it. No, they're not. Except for in Hawaii, where it's grown like an acre a year. But <laughs> but I don't want to live on that acre. <laughs> um, hey, so we are we are kind of drawing up to the end of our hour here. Do this we have is another the, hour? 
No, this is it. This is the end of the second hour. Um, but you guys are welcome back anytime. Um, and this is your second time on Mortgage Matters. So um, were you nervous at all that we could fill up an hour? Very nervous. The reality is is that this um, when you're talking about things you love and um, things that you're knowledgeable about, it's easy to, to wrap right through it. And I think people got a pretty good sense of you guys today and, and what you do. We... Um, we probably should have had you on for the whole two hours, but um, I know we've been kind of trying to stress this point. You guys have a, a ton of experience and offer a lot of insight into these transactions, but also the market and um, understanding just people's needs and timing and, and just trying to help line it all up in a really make sense way. Um, and I want to find out from you guys um, if, if, what you said today is resonating and somebody says, man, that's the kind of guidance that I need. Um, what's the best way for these people to connect with you? Um, I guess our, our telephone, of course, is uh, 805-773-7711. Um, we, are, we do have a physical office. However, uh, we work up and down the, the county, and we, of course, have a website. Uh, it's uh, the KeenanCarterGroup.com. How about Facebook? You guys do the Facebook. We made friends this week, didn't we, on the Facebook? <laughs> Saw you guys on there. We get, we contribute a lot of that to um, our one of our marketing experts, uh, Moe Nichols. She uh, does uh, an enormous amount of that. So, marketing expert yeah. sounds young. Is that a young person? Well, she's 40. <laughs> she's pretty sad. So, she's yes, very sad. young. Yeah. yeah. That's and awesome. We also contribute a lot of our success to uh, one of our, our, our best friends in uh, administrative people, Melissa Crooks, she's been an enormous amount of, uh, she's one of these people that kind of dig in deep and try to find the answers, and she's great. All right, so I'll give you another 30 seconds here. Um, sound like you guys had a listing you wanted to to put on the radar real quick? Oh, there's just this one uh, listing that we're working on right now. It's a great single-story uh, condominium. It is 359,900, two-bedroom, two-bath, Redone on the inside. It's got a little yard for a, for a dog. Re- very much entry level, um, uh, entry level property. But uh, coincidentally, uh, two investors are the most interested in it right now. Where is it? In Arroyo Grande. Okay. Cool. Eleven eleven sixty five Maple. Investors recognize the opportunity and they're going to swoop it up and make some cash flow, right? That's right. <laughs> And um, I want to also remind all of you guys, so first of all, thank you so much for coming on today, you guys. We really appreciate it. Um, And also, we we also really appreciate the relationship that, um, you know, just working with you guys. And it's always a it's always fun. Um, And as since real estate's real, it gets messy. It's not always super simple, but we've um, we've always done good at at working out kinks and and smoothing out issues. So thank you. Um, And thank Jason. He's, he's handled one transaction for us that I think he even had to show up on the doorstep of the di- divorce attorneys. Uh, at the yeah, yeah, so yeah, thank you very much. Uh, no the deal problem. together. We're running into the end of the hour here. Um, from last segment, if you guys want that loan help, you want to figure out how to get uh, get what you need, get, get your MI removed, get a lower interest rate, get a shorter term, get a longer term, any of those things, rates are moving in uh, favor of the consumer right now. So I want to want to offer that to you you can reach out to us um one number rings all of our offices it's 805-543-LOAN 
or find us on the web at centralcoastlending.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week with another live episode. Stay safe.